the Bible says in the book of Revelation, chapter 18, in verse 21, the Bible speaks of how a person can be delivered from this spirit. of Babylon from what we read last time the Bible says and a mad angel took up a stone like a great milestone and cast it into the sea saying thus with violence shall the great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all wait a minute this is strange. You have heard of deliverance. But this type of deliverance is a strange way of doing deliverance. I know you are used. When you hear deliverance, a preacher or a man of God has to say in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke you or I command you come out. And that's a big mistake that so many people think. Deliverance varies from time to time depending on how is the situation some situations according to revelation chapter 18 verse 2 and again revelation chapter 17 verse 5 the bible speaks of the spirit of babylon is a mystery yes sir in other words this spirit is mysterious now, if this spirit comes to you in a mysterious way, you too must approach this spirit mysteriously. If the enemy decides to approach you in a strange way, approach him in a strange way as well. So as Babylon comes in Revelation 17, God acknowledges in 18, the angel does a mysterious act. He holds a stone in verse 21 of, of, of Revelation 18 and throws in the water. And he says, this is the deliverance. Can you imagine if I can come like this and I hold a paper like this and I tear it apart and I say, this is deliverance. Someone will not understand it. But that's what the angel did. He took a stone and threw it in the water and he said, the way I have done it, that's how deliverance shall happen. Yes, sir. This shall be the fall of Babylon. It is very paramount to understand and to know what we're dealing with. It is another thing to, oh, Rodish. I feel like prophesying at the very same time. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> So the Bible speaks of something called Babylon. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, thank you, Jesus. So the Bible speaks of a, something to do with the Babylon. There is a spirit and a system. And I've told you that this is a system of self-praise, exhortation, greed, and pride has penetrated the political affairs. Not only that, even in the church, this spirit has destroyed so many women of God and so many men of God. And I've also told you that this spirit also deals with exalting itself. What do I mean when I say that? This spirit makes 
people have contradictions contrary to what God wants. Now, I told you from Genesis chapter 10 that there was a man called Nimrod. Nimrod was a person who was standing before the Lord. He was a great hunter. The Bible says it was even said he is a great hunter before the Lord. Not just a great hunter, but before. He was a man who would challenge God. And that spirit of trying to challenge God continued until he became a king. In chapter 11 of, of Genesis, he ruled. The Bible says he was the first king of, of Babylon. In chapter 10, verse 10, the Bible says he gave birth to a child and he called his name Babel. In chapter 11, the Bible speaks of how he ended up convincing everyone to build a city that must look that must be equal to God. And the Bible says God came down to confuse their language. Every place when you want to go up, what God does, he confuses the language. And you go down badly. Now I told you, it's not the first time tonight for God to come down and confuse you confuse us. Yes. Your amen is on louder. Amen. I said your amen is on louder and clear. Amen. I remember one time I was in this prayer meeting. And I was, you know, shouting so much that night. Until my voice went. So I'll, you ask me, I'll be like, hey. I went through that. <laughs> Shouting until the voice is gone. Yeah. How are you? Like, I'm fine. Because the voice gone. At least now we are using a microphone. <laughs> watch, watch something here. In the Bible, in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. Okay, as Revelation puts it, that Babylon is a mystery. In Zechariah chapter 4, the Bible says, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Now I want you to put that word at the back of your mind, Zerubbabel. And I learned that statement, Zerubbabel. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word, the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. And I learned that word is Zerubbabel. Now, I remember some years ago, I taught you the meaning of Zerubbabel, but not from this context I'm trying to explain to you. Now, saying, not by might, yes. no by power. But by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Now, as one time I did mention to you, the word is Zeru. It means a stranger or foreigner. And the word Babel, it means Babylon. A place of confusion. Or a place of self 
exhortation against God's knowledge. Now, if we are saying the spirit of Babylon will come and will besiege a person, capture the worth of the church, according to Daniel chapter 1, that when people of Babylon came, they besieged Jerusalem. Number one. Number two, they captured the worth of the temple. Yes, sir. And I told you the spirit of Babylon captures the worth of the church. No wonder so many people in the church today are broke. They are poor. Because their worth has been captured by the system of Babylon. The system of Babylon is antichrist. It has been put intentionally to attack the work of God. Therefore, all people with right intentions, pure intentions to assist the ministry, they are first targets. This spirit is attacking because it has to attack the temple, capture everything in the church. And the Bible says what he did in Daniel chapter 1, the Bible says that they captured the worth, the people of Babylon, captured the worth, the vessels from the temple. And number three, I did a mention to you, and that, that is verse two of Daniel chapter one. And, and I also did a mention to you, number three, this spirit in verse number three, okay, of Babylon, when you go to verse three, it is very specific. It does not just attack everyone. The Bible says there was an, an order which was given. That don't take everyone as a slave from Jerusalem. You must pick those who are highly favored. Pick those who are wise. Pick those who you see there is a future. Those who have got a seed of a king. Pick them. We should enslave them. And as I said to you, the system of Babylon targets, looks in your family, who is so potential. No wonder you are the target in the family. Problems are coming around you one after another because the enemy under the system of Babylon does not target everyone. Some of you, it's your whole family that has been targeted. Some of you, it's the church that has been targeted. So when we are dealing with the Babylon, it is a system that has been put intentionally to sabotage the church, to sabotage those with the destiny and potentials. With wisdom and skills. The Bible says, these were the ones. Ashpenaz was told, go and only enslave those with wisdom, those with skill, those with abilities, those with the future, those with the destiny, enslave them. No wonder people with great ideas for business are the most poorest people. No wonder those people with the hunger to save God are the most people struggling in the ministry. No wonder the people who have got so much passion to give in the church are the people who are lacking. No wonder the people with the passion to prophesy, they see nothing. Because the system of Babylon looks for people with potentials and enslaves them. And makes sure that they are targets. This spirit is so specific. They look in the town and looks which church is the best. And begins to enslave it. This is why we have to come against it. Some of you, your children, the best children you have, the most wise kids you have, are targeted. 
Some are even, uh, 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 even educated, but they can't get a job because there's Powerful. a system. Powerful. But the problem with the people, as I spoke to you when I was dealing with the Jesus nation, as I spoke to you, the problem with everyone, we are so individual that when you are praying, all you think is about you. You do not know the universal plan of God. And you do not know the universal plan of the devil. He's not looking at you. He's looking at multitudes. When God saw Isaac, he didn't see Isaac. When God saw Sarah, he didn't see Sarah. He said, two nations are within you. God looks future. What God is saying when he sees major one is not me and my household. He looks at all of you. When God was calling me, he had you in mind. Whatever God will do through you is because he has got other people in mind. Stop thinking of yourself. This is not your household agenda. This is the kingdom agenda. Kingdom agenda. And this kingdom is from everlasting to everlasting. My God. Begin to change your mindset. The people who are rich today are the people who are not touching themselves. Are the people who are touching communities. Even the secular billionaires oh are the people who the, whose invasions have touched the global world. Oh my God. It's not those who think in the house they will prosper by their own personal ideas. You have to think and to know if God has to take you far, begin to think, what does God want me to do to his kingdom, to his church, to his ministry? Right now, somebody's watching me in Japan. Now, as I'm talking, somebody's watching me in South Korea. Do you know why? Because one of our ministry partners who is somewhere else is sponsoring this. When God was giving that person a breakthrough, My God. God was seeing she would touch prophetic Japan. channel. And prophetic channel would touch the world. Yes. So the breakthrough that God gave somebody, it is because God had somebody. God had somebody in Sweden. He knew that we need, we need, we need this person to have access to the word. And then God began to raise partners. God began to raise kingdom financials to say, you will sponsor, you will sponsor, you will sponsor. So whatever we are doing right now, stop thinking of the what we are having right now. Stop thinking of all these people. God is still having millions of people who right now have not yet come to this ministry. And by next year, they will be part and parcel of us. So God is not thinking of us. He has a bigger plan. So if we want to do deliverance, it is not because we want to be free. I told you in the book of Mark chapter 5, there was a man with the spirit of a legion. And when Jesus removed the spirit, the Bible says, and the man went around the whole nation, touching people's lives, preaching the gospel. And the Bible speaks of Susanna, Mary Magdalene. The Bible says of whom Jesus had cast out seven spirits. The Bible says when they were delivered, they began to serve Jesus with their substance. The reason why God wants you to be free is because of the aftermaths. What will happen after your deliverance? It is a key and very important. God understands and he knows when you receive your deliverance, you will begin to touch the ministry. You will begin to touch other people. You will begin to save other people. You will become a blessing. God said to Abraham, leave your father and your mother's home to a place that I will show you. They 
I will make you a great nation. So God knows when he takes you out of a certain discomfort, he will bless you to become a blessing to the nation. And God says you shall be a blessing. So the reason why you have to look for deliverance tonight in one way or another is because God, when he sets you free, he wants you to be a blessing. He wants you to touch others. He wants you to be a blessing to this ministry. He wants to be a blessing to other people somewhere else. That is why God wants to bless you. But what happens then? The devil sees that. He knows when you receive your deliverance, what will happen. He knows that's why he's blocking your deliverance. When the angel of deliverance was coming to Babylon to deliver the message, according to the scriptures, Daniel understood by the books that their time of slavery in Babylon was over. There was a prophecy by Jeremiah who had prophesied that there would be slaves in Babylon for 70 years. And when 70 years had elapsed, Daniel went to that prophecy and he said, but God, you said we'll be slaves for 70 years because prophet Jeremiah had prophesied. But we are here more than 70 years. So he began to pray and an answer for deliverance was dispatched. An answer for deliverance was released. But when the angel was bringing the answer, the spirit went to block it because the devil knows the power of deliverance. He knows when you are free, you will touch others. He knows when you are free, you will touch your family. He knows when you are free, you will touch the ministry. He knows how God will use you. And this is why the spirit of Babylon was, was formed. To raise, to stand against anything that God is trying to do. Power. This spirit has good greed, has good pride. It penetrates. It knows the future. This is why the Bible calls in, in, in Revelation 17 that it is the great Babylon. In Revelation 18 verse 2, it is addressed as well as the great Babylon. In chapter 10 of Revelation 18, the great Babylon. In chapter 21, the great Babylon. So it's not just Babylon. This spirit has got greatness. No wonder in Revelation 18 verse 1, God, when he saw that Babylon is great, yes, God had to send another angel. The Bible says when this angel was being sent, in verse 1 of Revelation chapter 18, he was sent with great power. The Bible says, and after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven having great power. 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 Do you know why? Because it's dealing with the great Babylon. You cannot do such type of high-level deliverance with just any person. You need a man of God with a great level in the spirit to handle such type of levels. Yes, yes. exactly. What I'm on to do. And that's what I told you. This deliverance, it is a high-level deliverance. We are not just doing deliverance here. It's not just saying, oh, we are commanding a demon to come out. No. It needs certain levels. Even what I'm sharing now is a mystery. It requires it to be revealed unto you for you yes. to share such. Exactly. It's a mystery. It's powerful. One Very time, powerful. I shared a very... Deep mystery of a spirit called Behemoth. After sharing it in church, 
And I said, it's a revelation and it's a deep mystery. I said, be careful, this is spirit. One of my pastors went and it was revealed to me. You have to be very careful. More especially when there are spirits. So he went to a branch to preach about Behemoth. Two weeks, Behemoth came after him and destroyed the whole church, closed everything, him, and is drinking now. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to share about Behemoth. Uh -huh. <laughs> there are things that come in a certain way that you, you need to, if you want to preach them too, don't just copy and paste. Exactly. Study. Have the, that revelation. Study what is the prophet saying. Powerful. What is he trying to say before you teach others? Powerful. Pray about it. Yes. Glory to God. You don't know before sharing this message. You don't know what level of prayer I went through. What level of fasting I went through before coming to share this message to you? You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. So this is the highest level of deliverance we are doing right now. It's not just like, oh, hallelujah, take your Bible. No. I know what I'm doing right now. And I know what we are breaking. It's, it's more than breaking a system in your house. This is a universal deliverance. There is something, there are systems put by the enemy to attack the worth of the church. Somebody say break. break. That is not loud and clear. Break. Say break. break. If you check your Bible from Revelation to Genesis and from Genesis to Revelation, it's about breaking and destroying things. So if you think you're believing type of a life of a Christianity, the way you just go to church and say, I know what church, you don't do those things. You know what church, you just go and worship. You, you shall see. Hear me. Jesus was not foolish. The whole life of Jesus, read it. You will not read two, two, two pages before you read it somewhere that Jesus was commanding something to come out. Jesus himself, his life was like that. Commanding things, destroying things, breaking things. Mm. And none of them was physical. He was dealing with the spiritual world. Yes. So what we're doing right now, that's, is, that's what we call spiritual. So the system of Babylon has been put intentionally to capture it's called a spiritual capture. It's a spiritual capture. Many people have been captured. They don't even know. But spiritually, they're living in Babylon. Spiritually, they are slaves. And I told you, one of other things that the, the spirit of Babylon does is to change your name. The Bible says, and... In Daniel chapter 1. When they took them to Babylon, they changed their names. Exactly. He says, and whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names. For he gave Daniel. Which Daniel means God is the judge. A mighty judge. A name 
Bethesda, which means a high, I mean hidden riches. Can you imagine your name is God is the great judge. You have been given a name, hidden riches. If you read verse 9, of, from verse 8 to verse 9, the Bible says, but Daniel purposed in his heart that it was a trap. But Daniel purposed in his heart. He knew that this is a, this is a trap. Changing my name is a trap. It will require somebody tonight to purpose in their heart. That I have given a name of this. I'm not this. You must purpose it. You must. Oh my God. Who am I talking to? Who am I talking to? Who's purposing? Powerful. Powerful. The Bible says that he purposed in his heart. That he will not defile himself. He said I will not. He was given a strange name. So the system of Babylon has changed people's names from a woman of God to a woman of laughter. People are laughing at her now. From this to that, from success to failure, the system of Babylon has been put as a cage. Captured so many people right now. They have fallen as priests. They are at the mercy of the enemy. Anytime he can switch off their lives, switch off their jobs, switch off their career, switch off everything they want to do. And they will lose it. And they will not know that this is the enemy planning it. Somebody say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say, I break the system of Babylon. I break the system of Babylon. Say it again. I break the system of Babylon. I break the system of Babylon. When Babylon Jesus. went to Jerusalem, the Bible says they besieged it, made it poor, removed everything from Jerusalem. All important people became slaves and left it shattered. What the demon of Babylon does, it will remove everything from your household. Breaks, takes everything from you and leaves you like that. That's when you begin to understand that the demon of destruction, the demon of Babylon has come over your family. We must watch over this spirit. I said we must watch over this spirit. Don't entertain it anywhere around you. May this spirit never locate you again in the name of Jesus. I say in the name of Jesus. I say in the name of Jesus, Jesus somebody say, come out. Come out.